0: How do you not hear that?
2: Blob Talk Radio.
1: Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations,
0: Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Today is a climaxing time of change. Humanity is passing through an extremely difficult transition period in which old forms are dying. Dying out, and new ones are coming to life. With all the accompanying pain, chaos, and disruption. Always in such times, a great teacher comes forth. And today our topic is a time of expectancy and... What we're going to do is we're going to have a gift for you today, and um, you'll just have to call us up in order to receive that gift, and we'll tell you what that uh, gift does somewhere later in the show. But in the meantime, I'd like to start with our questions for Sarah and Dale. What are some of the signs that indicate a great teacher and a world savior is coming into the world?
1: One sign is a very ancient one. It's um, a statement from the... um Bhagavad Gita of Hinduism uh, that statement uh, that Krishna is supposed to have made is whenever there is a withering of the law and an uprising of lawlessness on all sides then I manifest myself well when we think about Christ who came at the when the dying embers of the Roman Empire uh, were most visible there was lawlessness there was um a lack of morality of civility and a kind of um anarchy on a social level and you can look at the world now and see a, a sense a similar condition i think how how does one know that this age is more lawless than previous times that's that's hard to claim but there is a sense, I think, that people are operating more and more on their own code and not with the sense of being part of a larger society.
2: Yes, the withering of the law is seen in the, in the evil tendencies that are coming to light. Uh, and, and what do
1: we mean by evil? <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> popular <laughs> word these days.
2: Yeah, the, well, the, it, it has many meanings to whoever you're talking to, but... Um, it's it's the uh the, the the selfish tendencies the 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 greed the uh all of that uh, negative uh, tendencies the the separativeness the that, hatred the hatred especially the hatred and all of that uh, is is coming to the surface of consciousness and uh it's it's producing a lot of negative reactions in the world and all of this is coming to the light and it's all good because uh, <clears throat> all of this is like buried in human subconscious and uh, it it has to come up somehow, somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. All, another famous statement uh, that related to the time of expectancy is that all things shall be shouted from the housetops. And that mm-hmm. certainly is a condition we see today. Everything is becoming, as you say, uncovered.
2: Yes and and the media is uh, playing a good mm-hmm. part of uncovering a lot of this because mm-hmm. that seems to be what they like to do. They like to <coughs> scour around and
1: Well, it's their duty in yeah. a way, isn't it? And
2: they represent the forces of light in a way mm-hmm. because they are shedding light on um, the uh, the uh, evil tendencies that um, are just lying there in human consciousness mm-hmm. and which, which result in human actions.
1: Yeah, so it seems like the present age is a time of one expose after another. In a way it is an extraordinarily um, uh, revealing time and an exposing time for long buried things to be coming to the surface. And when we look at it as a positive sign of the uh, expectant return of a world teacher or a world savior, then it makes one feel more positive about life. I think another sign uh, of this expectancy is the almost per- pervasive expectancy in most of the great world religions for a world teacher or a uh, a world savior. It isn't only Christianity, uh, but Judaism looks for the Messiah. And in fact, the word Christ, which I think is Latin in origin, and the word Messiah which is Hebrew, both, interestingly, mean the same thing, Mm. the anointed one, one who is consecrated or set aside for a special mission. So these religions seem to be expecting the same type of being. And Hinduism awaits the Kalki avatar. Uh, Islam looks for the Imam Mahdi. Buddhism expects the Mayatreya. And these are all different <clears throat> names, different religious uh, uh, teachings about a central world figure, a world teacher.
2: And also, um, there's the fact is that we are coming to the end of an age, as it said in the opening quote there, and the beginning of a new age. And uh, this is uh, a new 2,000-year period in the, in the beginning right now. And uh, the old energies and forces of the old age, what is called sometimes the Piscean age, uh, is fading out, and the influence is fading away with it. But
1: um, that's uh, an astrological um, uh, yeah. statement, isn't it? The end of an age and the beginning of a new age. Uh,
2: so it's an end of an. Uh, it's the beginning of a whole new cycle with new energies coming in, and this is represents an ideal time for a new well, not a new teacher, but the, um, for this great world teacher to come onto the scene and present some new teachings some new revelations and, in fact, advance the, the ongoing revelation a little further for human consciousness.
0: Well, It certainly is interesting that not only biblical prophecy, but uh, even going back to uh, uh, ancient uh, wisdom, Uh, Mm -hmm. Prophesizes that during times such as we're having now that a great teacher comes forth into humanity to help. Uh, I guess that was perhaps true for Buddha as well. Yes. Uh, This teacher, more about this teacher, this teacher is referred to as an avatar. Uh, What is an avatar?
1: An avatar is um, a Sanskrit word. I think (coughs) it means literally one who comes down from far away, from a high place. Um, The idea of that term is to imply that this being comes from a very high level of consciousness, of spiritual realization, descends to earth, to humanity, to embody a new quality. Uh, You mentioned Buddha. Buddha is an avatar who came to embody and demonstrate, um, manifest the quality of light. Mm-hmm. All his teaching was about light, the light of the mind, the indwelling light within all human beings that needs to be awakened and revealed. And his famous uh, last sermon in which he said, Be a lamp unto your own feet, was his, his teaching that we all have this light within us that we can shine upon our own way. We have the means of our salvation within us, mm-hmm. and we don't need to look for it outside of ourselves. And Christ was the embodiment of the energy of love in its most pure sense.
2: Yes, there have always been these, what they call, divine intermediaries. And it's the great cycle of intermediaries that have come down representing God to humanity.
1: Is that what you mean by an intermediary mediating between God and man?
2: because Christ came to uh, uh anchor the uh, divine love of God and he did that uh, 2000 years ago and uh that was uh, the um the first time that he uh, appeared as this divine intermediary and uh, so he in order to uh, advance this revelation further he must uh, continue to come because this work, uh, as we are told, the work isn't finished yet. Uh, there is more to be revealed, and so uh, there are different kinds of intermediaries, different, um, all you might say, different uh, um, men and women of different stature. And Christ perhaps represents the the, uh, the highest and greatest uh, of the stature, and. When he comes, what he does, he he, um, sets a new note for a whole civilization, in a sense, whereas lesser intermediaries may just affect a a particular religion or a particular culture or civilization.
1: I think we've talked about this before, that there are lesser avatars and greater avatars. Mm -hmm. And uh, the writings of Alice Bailey go quite a bit into this uh, concept, particularly her book, The Externalization of the Hierarchy, talks about the, the doctrine or the teaching on avatars. And uh, it's interesting, there are examples like Leonardo da Vinci, Shakespeare, Lincoln, who are lesser avatars. One of the Bacons, Francis or Roger, I never remember which.
2: I think both of them, actually. Okay. It was the same, same soul.
1: They are examples of lesser avatars in the sense that they embody a particular quality that is needed for their time and age. But the the greatest avatars, like you say, are beings like Buddha and Christ, who, in a sense, they're an event that uh, the world um, is forever changed by. That's a poorly constructed sentence, but uh, they make such an impact that humanity is forever redirected in its course. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what's so incredible and so wonderful, to think about this being a time of expectancy of yet another Mm -hmm. avatar who will uh, lift us up a notch and uh, help us to redirect our course. Goodness knows we -hmm. need it.
0: For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight and... Uh, Sarah mentioned uh, Alice Bailey a moment ago. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. Lucis Trust sponsors this show, Inner Sight. And um, Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of spiritual philosophy literature, and all of the dialogue on this show, including this uh, theme that we're pursuing today, is... uh, It emanates from the works of Alice Bailey from one of the 24 volumes of books, and and, by the way, the book that most of the material today uh, comes from is um, called The Reappearance of the Christ. And and I I guess also many people out there are interested in that gift we're giving away. We're giving you a pamphlet. Uh, if you'd like to, you can give us a call on our toll-free number in order to add, uh, read the pamphlet. Uh, it's called The Coming One. And I think you'll find a lot of today's discussion... Uh, uh, represented in that pamphlet and it goes into it uh, in good depth and uh, in greater depth of course is the larger book The Reappearance of the Christ give us a call if you'd like that uh, that gift sent to you the gift once again is called The Coming One give us a call on our toll free number one uh, 866 if you'd like that gift uh, sent to you just give us a call on the toll free number once again it's one Eight two four seven. An easy way to remember is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. That's one eight six six N Y Lucis. And I'd also like to invite you to join us. But before I join, uh, I ask you to join us. I just want to answer the most frequently asked question, and that is. Are, is Lewis's Trust a religion? No, we're not a religion. We're a spiritual philosophy organization. And uh, if you meet with some of the people who come to join us from time to time, you'll find people from all backgrounds and all walks of life. Uh, and we very often find a lot of commonality and a lot of things that are good in everybody's background and, and a variety of religions. But if you'd like to, at this time of the year, we have our Festival of Goodwill and it's one of our most important public meetings, uh, public conferences. And all people are welcome to join us at the Festival of Goodwill. It takes place on Saturday, May 25th, and you'd be welcome to attend and meet with other people who share an interest in this work and teaching. And if you'd like to, you can write or call for a meeting schedule and a conference program. Uh, Once again, if you'd like to call and you want a conference program and you'd like to join us on Saturday, May 25th at the Festival of Goodwill, give us a call at 1-866-NY-LUCIS think of New York LUCIS, uh, 1-866-NY-LUCIS L-U-C-I-S or 1-866-695-8247 We have much more that I'd like to discuss I'm fascinated by this topic myself and I'd like to ask more questions about the uh, time of expectancy, which is our theme for today, about the coming once again of a great teacher who's going to more or less set things right, I hope, because we certainly need him right now, or her, could be a her too, I guess. Uh, what will the coming one teach, and when he does come, what will he teach, and will it be something new?
1: Well, he will teach what humanity needs next to learn, mm-hmm. and I'm not being coy about that um, he will help us to take the next step if you think about uh, the fact that God is said to have never left himself without witness as uh, scripture says then there's a a continuity of revelation that's implied in that stage by stage, step by step humanity is helped to move forward on its evolutionary path and um, What do we think would be the next uh, quality that uh, the coming one would embody and um, teach humanity about? Well, the writings of Alice Bailey say that it will have to do with equality, which will be the, the revelation of the coming one. That's very interesting to me, because we give so much lip service to the ideal of equality, especially in American society. All men are created equal the um, declaration of independence says and yet we look around us in society and we know that's not true uh, in one sense it is we are all created by god we are all precious in the eyes of god but we're not all at the same level of attainment or of contribution to society so our our understanding of equality i think really needs some some uh, refining and it's said in in by Alice Bailey that the Christ will teach us, or if we want to call this coming one by another name, that's fine. He will teach us something about equality. I suppose a spiritual equality, uh, uh, something about the inner divinity within every human being. Don't you
2: think? Yes, it would be the quality, the equality based on the uh, on the revelation of the soul. I mm-hmm. would think because that's the uh, next great awakening that humanity must uh, come to. Uh, it's um, it's the fact of the inner spiritual self and that's where the oneness of humanity is realized.
1: Do you think that the present uh, events in the Middle East for example and in Afghanistan and uh, the attacks of September 11th might be related to that preparation?
2: I think it's related to the preparation, yeah, because also one of the um, one of the requirements necessary for to prepare for the coming of this world teacher um, is the establishing of right human relations. And this mm-hmm. is repeated over and over again in the Bailey books. The need for establishing right human relations as a prerequisite for peace in the world.
1: It's and, also, I think... <coughs> um, uh, a demonstration of the soul, in the sense of the pain that the people in both uh, the Palestinian people and the Israeli people, the Afghan people, the Americans who lost loved ones, the pain of human suffering today is so intense that I think that evokes us, or should evoke a sense of the soul, even in one's so-called enemy.
2: Yes, because you you try everything, and you try all kinds of violent ways, and this mm-hmm. and that way, and finally you you. sit down and exhausted and uh, allow that soul to come Mm -hmm. through and it it provides the the way out of liberation from all of that past uh, destructive ways
1: yeah if you look Mm -hmm. at the suffering uh, could you not say if I hurt this much those people must hurt just as much and that is one expression of the soul of the equality of suffering the equality of aspiration but um, this is one lesson that the coming one will bring another is implied in the books of Alice Bailey that uh, the teaching of some new understanding of the spiritual will will be the um, mission or the purpose of the avatar the coming one when he next returns
2: and uh, I've read also in one of the, in fact, in this book, uh, The Reappearance of the Christ that we mentioned today, the, uh, another uh, thing that the coming one will teach will be the law of rebirth. And we've talked about that before, uh, which is commonly referred to as reincarnation, but uh, the fact of the law of rebirth, you know, the rebirth of the soul from uh, lifetime after lifetime
1: Society is really prepared for that lesson because they've mm-hmm. taken polls of, uh, well, at least the American population, and some huge percentage, over 60% of people believe in the basic doctrine of reincarnation. So
2: That's the way it's going to happen. I don't think we have to wait for a scientist to tell us that this law is, you know, this mm-hmm. is a fact, or we don't have to wait for the ministers or our priests or uh, our bishops or whoever to tell us this is a fact, but... It'll come right from the realization through every human being that uh this must be so because it's mm-hmm. the only real just way for um for the working out of uh, <coughs> uh striving for perfection
1: this um sensing of the the coming one of what humanity's need and uh, next step might be, I think is related to the fact that these avatars are both human and divine. And that's an essential point to emphasize about these beings. They are, as maybe it's the Bible that says, flesh of our flesh and spirit of our spirit. It is the fact that they are human and divine that gives them the understanding of human need and human suffering, human weakness, human potential. They are of us but progressed beyond ordinary normal human beings enough to serve as you said as a, an intermediary between divinity or god and humanity.
2: Yeah, they've been through and this is where the the law of rebirth comes in because they've been through the human stage many many times and they've they've evolved beyond it and their consciousness is now so far beyond our strictly human uh, understanding that uh, they are have reached that stature of um, avatar, mm-hmm. in, in that's true in the terms of in the sense of Christ or in the Buddha.
1: To me, that's one of the things that's so um, appealing, if that's the word, about the Buddha and the Christ. Both of them, I think of as beings who have. Seen seen it all and understand all that is potential and nascent in humanity. Mm -hmm. They are, I think you could say, shockproof. And they look clear-eyed directly into humanity. They see our weaknesses, our terrible sins and errors, but they also see potential and believe in our highest and best self. And this unwavering Conviction that humanity is capable of better deeds, better relationships, is what they hold before us. That confidence in us that I find really mobilizing.
2: Yeah, they've they've been through the stages. They've seen it all, as you said. And um, another thing that impresses me that we must uh, they want uh, the world to know about is this inner spiritual hierarchy the the existence of not only the christ and the buddha but there are many other great beings these masters of the wisdom as they call them who have also gone through the human stage and, they, and there's a, a considerable hierarchy that exists on the inner planes and these are what uh, also we must also be revealed in the coming uh, centuries
1: yeah it's a tremendous group effort that's right. uh, part of this
0: they're not coming
2: alone
1: return yeah
0: Oh, I welcome their coming. We certainly need them right now. Is there anything people can? Is there anything people have to do to prepare for this teacher?
1: Well, it's um, related to what we just said about this tremendous group uh, involvement of the Masters of the Wisdom or the hierarchy supporting and aiding mm-hmm. the return of the coming one. So too can we uh, play a part. The Alice Bailey teachings uh, speak of the new group of world servers, which is a. Uh, a term for all men and women of goodwill who are actively engaged in world service, service to humanity in all fields, finance, culture, arts, education, science, religion. All of us can, whatever our present situation is, think of ourselves as part of this tremendous group preparation of human consciousness for the return of the coming one. How would we help? Well, we could help by creating better human relations within our own environment.
2: We can also help I think by sounding the great invocation, which is the prayer that uh, we uh, Sarah sounds at the end of each of our programs. And uh, everybody if anybody wants a copy of that, they're welcome to it and we'll uh, send it to them. And uh, it's everyone can use this this prayer, this mantra and if you think about think deeply about the meaning of the words you are contributing in a subjective way to the uh, new atmosphere that is necessary as a, in preparation for these uh, for this uh, divine teacher to come forth.
1: Yeah, the great invocation works with human consciousness by invoking divine energies of light and love and power. And when we say the great invocation, we're We're creating a a conduit or a channel for these inpouring divine energies into human consciousness where they can reach and make impact on the minds of all intelligent thinking people. It isn't a manipulation of human consciousness, but a stimulation of Mm it uh, so that those minds that are capable of responding to light and love and power can be somehow energized and quickened. And when we think of the burdens and the responsibility that world leaders bear today, if we would work with the Great Invocation and bring more light, more love, more power to help them in their decisions on behalf of humanity, that's a tremendous service. And we can all play a part.
0: All the work of the Lucis Trust, including this radio program, is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves support the goals of Lu- the Lucius Trust? We're not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for this program. We depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals. So please give if you want these programs to continue on the air. And I hope you have your pen, because donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York 1. 1- And if you'd like the uh, gift that we're sending out, just give us a call on our toll-free number. It's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way, one 866 ny That's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
1: From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God let love stream forth into human hearts may the coming one return to earth from the center where the will of God is known let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve from the center which we call the human race let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells let light and love and power restore the plan on earth the starlight lounge presents an evening with the progressive box
0: oh what a great
1: audience let's stem the lights for this next one Nope, too much. Ah, there it is.
0: Gotta get things just right.
1: Like progressives, name your price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again.
2: Trudy, can you?
1: And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match
0: limited by state law